Grace, peace, and mercy be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a pretty miraculous story if you think about it, right? A man who is in his 70s gets the calling from God. I mean, I know, right? <laughs> who would figure? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, that's ageism, and I would not participate in any jokes, right? about somebody being older than me. But Moses was, right? I mean, way older, all right? I mean, we, we would say somebody in their 70s, are, are they kind of moving on towards the glory part of their life, or are they kind of in the fade? What? Oh, they're in the glory. That's because you're near 70, Dave. So there we go. It's all about perspective, right? It depends on how close you are to understanding whether or not you think Moses is just kind of out of whack here. But no, here's a 70-year-old. He's out tending the flock. He's gone through a lot in his life, right? I mean, just incredible story after incredible story. How he was saved, by whom was he raised, all of these kinds of things, his education. And you got to think that by age 70, Moses is going, I'm just not quite sure why I was put on this earth. I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of questioning. All of a sudden, he's out in the wilderness. He's tending his flocks. He looks over, and he sees a burning bush. Now, I love uh, how Scripture puts this, right? He says to himself, hmm, maybe I should go over and see that burning bush. And asks, hmm, I wonder why it does not burn up. You see, normally, I think when we see visions, when we see things that we go, that's a little weird. I don't know that our first inclination is, huh, let me go over and see this thing. I actually believe that most Christians, though we call out, cry out to God saying, God, if I could just have a vision, if you just let me know, I think if the miraculous happened, we quite frankly would actually act like most of the people in the Bible when the angels come in and go, hey, don't be afraid, because God knows that our natural inclination, though we want miracles, is when we see the hand of God, it is a mighty, mighty thing in our life. And I'll tell you what, it's humbling. Many of you have seen the miraculous. You've experienced the miraculous in your own life. And it is nothing short of incredible. When you realize that the hand of God has protected you when you should have died. When he's reconciled you with somebody that you think there was absolutely no chance you would ever give them a hug. When God says, I've got something for you. And it sounds and challenges you beyond your wildest imagination. Then all of a sudden, God's blessing comes by it, through it. And all of a sudden, you're going, are you kidding me, God? I didn't see this coming and from a mile away. The miraculous is that God, is that God speaks. It's not that it's a burning bush that doesn't burn up. I mean, as cool as that is, that's not the miracle. The miracle is this, is that God Almighty, who created the universe, who flung the planets in place, who names the stars, who causes the sun to rise and set at its due appointed time, who says this far the ocean can come in and go out. The God who sets the foundations of the earth, that God, that God 
speaks to you and to me. That's the miracle. That he would look at me and go, yes, I have time for you today, David. That he would look at you when you are bended down on knee, when you are yelling, screaming, crying, whatever the emotion, and, and you say, God, why? We have a God who speaks. He listens. Did you hear it? Tell the Israelites, Moses, that I have heard them crying. Tell the Israelites, Moses, that, that I know about their suffering. Tell the Israelites, Moses, that I'm concerned. Here's the big, scary God sometimes. The God that seems all-powerful and all-knowing and seems as if he is this big judging God waiting for you to mess up just so he can bring down condemnation. No, he tells Moses, tell the people, I am concerned. Picture him saying, I love them. I want to pardon them, and I want to protect them, and I want to keep them from evil and from harm. This is the God who absolutely does reach down into our lives, speaks words of mercy and concern and care. Even in the midst of our screaming, our yelling, our bellyaching, our complaining, God says, I, I know it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're in such pain. I'm sorry that you're in such despair. I'm sorry that you're wondering and worrying. Don't. I'm concerned. And then this next verse, 8. So I have come down to rescue them. Don't just tell the people God is aware of your problems. Don't just tell people God is aware of your hurts, pain, your suffering, whatever you're going through. Remind them exactly what Moses was reminded of here. God comes down to rescue. God comes down to assuage the suffering. God comes down to tell the Israelites, I've got a better plan for you. Tell them, I've got a, a promised land that is spacious and good. It is a land that flows with milk and honey. Now, right now, it's the, it's the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Budlites, and the Jebusites. It's in there somewhere. It, and... And now the cry of Israel has reached me. And I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing you. Do not think for a minute that God is blind to the people that oppress you. Don't worry that God doesn't know what's going on in your life. Don't worry. God sees what your oppressors are doing. So go. I'm sending you to bring my people 
the promised land. In the midst of wondering, why am I here on this earth? Let me explain it to you very simply and very quickly. Number one, you are, to, you are here on this earth to bring God's name honor and glory. By the righteous acts and the works and the words that you speak into the lives of people around you. This is why you were created, to bring God's name honor and glory by doing those things. And secondly, you are created here to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those who are dying, who are perishing, who are hopeless, who feel as if everything is lost and everything is gone. Your job here on earth is to give the sweetness, the goodness of the gospel that says there is a land flowing with milk and honey. There is a place better than this. There is a place that we're all going to on that last day where there will be no more pain. There will be no more crying. There will be no more tears. There will be no more death. Sin will have forever been vanquished. Death doesn't win. Let that sink in for a minute. That's the hope we have. That is what we hold and cling to. And it is a miracle of God that He speaks to us in such a way that He says, You. I love you. I love each and every one of you. It's a miracle. Why? Because he could just sit up in his throne. He could just sit up in heaven and, and not care. Just say, hey, you guys messed it up. You deal with it. But he doesn't. He says, no, I'm going to come and I'm going to be there. And I'm going to rescue you. And if you can't hear the echo, let me just make it really, really clear. When God says, I'm going to come, and I'm going to rescue them. It's a precursor for Jesus. It absolutely is. And, and this is how we make the connection. Because Moses says, hey, that's a great plan and all. I like that you're going to give us new land, a promised land flowing with milk and honey. It sounds good. It's better than being a slave and being oppressed. But when I go tell the Israelites that I had a talk with a burning bush, who should I say I was talking with? Right? I mean, you're, can you imagine calling up your friends today? Had a conversation with God. Oh, I'm sure you did. No, really, this burning bush was out in the front yard, and it was going on fire, and it wasn't going anywhere, and all of a sudden he said, tell them, I am has sent you. And it's a simple word. Simple phrase, I should say, I am. And what it means is, I am who I have always been. I am who I am today. And I am who I will be forever. It is the most succinct statement God makes about himself that says, I do more than exist. I am existence. I do more than create. I am creation. And I create wonderfully beautiful things. This is the God who says, I will rescue my people. I am, I am saves. And again, if you can't hear the echo in the New Testament, remember that Jesus says, I am 
I am the bread of life. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. I am the vine. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me, Jesus says. This is why in Romans, Paul writes, Do you not know that you who are baptized into Christ's death are also baptized into life? Because he who is buried in the holy waters of baptism has saving faith. And God says, because Jesus rose, you too shall rise. That's the greatest news we've ever heard. And let me tell you something. Because the world is mixed up. The world has its own issues and its own problems. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm sick and tired of hearing people say, well, we just don't know why our kids are killing themselves. We just don't know why. I don't know. I guess we're just at God's mercy. I'm telling you, I'm not saying I know why. What I'm saying is, is remind your kids that they are worth something not because of what they do or accomplish or the scores that they get. It does not matter how many friends they have or what prom they go to or what they wear. What matters is, is that the holy waters of baptism have covered them. Tell them. And if that moment happens, or for some reason, out of pain or suffering or hopelessness or whatever, know beyond a shadow of a doubt, suicide is not the unpardonable sin. I'm not saying it's excusable. God doesn't want it to happen. I'm saying this. Samuel Bellotto rests in our Savior's arms today. And nothing can take that away from him. And that hope and that joy cannot be removed from us. Suicide doesn't win. The grave does not win. Satan does not win. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the greatest of the I am. And my hope and prayer for you is that you will hold tightly to that promise and realize that we have a God that loves us so much that he would send his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. That is our hope, is to be reunited with all who have gone before us. And on that last day, when the trumpet resounds, it is well with our soul. Amen.